We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Game coverage on WEEI is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So... Have a lot of cap space and cash. Ready to burn some cash. That one's going to haunt them. I have a feeling that's going to haunt them. Mego said this in real time. Like, the second it happened, Mego's like, this has the potential to be their full throttle. I'm starting to think you had that nailed, Mego. This comment's going to haunt them. It depends about who you think is making that decision. Who's making the decision if they're going to spend or not? If they're going to burn some cash? Well, who do you think it has been? Uh, it's a good jump off for where we're going to start here today, uh, especially investigating their spending over the last decade. Ooh, an investigation. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, we spent some time on this yesterday, and I think we were ahead of it because Robert Kraft, if you missed it, met with the quote unquote media last night. What is that? Handpicked media. Quote-unquote media. He didn't face the full media. The he so-called hand, media. He handpicked media. What do you mean, what do I mean? He, it was an invitation-only event. NBC Sports Boston, which was Curran and Perry. The Globe. Who was there from The Globe? I would guess Nicole Yang. And The Athletic. The lamestream media. No, but I'm just saying. It's handpicked media off the record, mostly off the record. And so, what? Can I ask something? What? what why are you irritated? Because uh, you'll see why we're irritated. Okay. Because uh, I thought I thought he was supposed to be a fully transparent guy with the media. Well, he met with the Boston media who were there. There was no other media outlets there. Just those three. I'm pretty sure, like locally. Didn't he do this at the owners' meetings the other day? Uh, so the did other you year. Want him, you wanted him to invite TV. Yeah. I, is TV there? Sure, I would like him to invite TV. Uh, NBC Sports Boston has tons yeah. of cameras there. I'd there, like. There's I'd like the TV there. I'd like sound of it. I'd like television. Oh, so you wanted it to be like a broadcast event? Yeah. Why not? I thought we were supposed to be. I thought we wanted our owners transparent. I thought this is something we established yesterday. But okay, let's get into Robert Kraft and his comments. Who again? This was to a few select media outlets: NBC Sports Boston, The Athletic, The Boston Globe. And it was, for all intents and purposes, mostly off the record. There was a little bit allowed at the end where he took a Q and A, but largely it was off the record on background, which Robert Kraft has been doing over the last year or so, which I find odd. That's odd, right, Mago? To be on the background and then go on the record? I'm going to sit... No, no, no. Just to do these on background things where he just sits well, there for an hour. Well, some of it is on record. That's why we get to read it. The tail end of it, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but again, last year, I feel like he did one of these at the owners' meetings where none of it was officially on the record. He's trying to garner favor. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Why is that? He he wants to be written about kindly. No, I so know. he's going to people and he's trying to give them background stuff so he can provide his own slant to yeah, it. Yeah, right. And so it's subversive. 
And so that's not so uncommon. I'm not saying it's uncommon. I'm saying I, I don't like it. And so here's what he said last night when he met with reporters at the Win Las Vegas to push back on the critiques about spending, indicating that he won't get in the way of the team shelling out money and that it needs to spend to get back into contention. Quote, I know there's a perception that we've held back on spending. Let me just say this for our fans. That's not true. Hmm, this, this sounds awfully familiar. Look, we were blessed to have a coach in our system who has a great coach and also understood value, and he ran a tight ship. Uh, Phil Perry then goes on to note in a column up now at NBC Sports Boston, one of the media outlets that was allowed in there, uh, that the Patriots ranked dead last in cash spending over the last decade, according to ESPN. Quote, they say we've been low spenders in the last 10 years, and that might be true. Oh, good. I'm happy you acknowledge that. Acknowledging reality. But we had a pretty good record, and we won three Super Bowls. But, but our coaches have always had the ability to spend at whatever level they wanted. I think Bill was always thinking about the future and really understood value, but we never held back with any of the coaches we've had over the last 30 years. He said they've been able to get whatever they want. If cash spending became an issue for our family and we couldn't do it, then I would sell the team. Dang. Winning football games after my family is the most important thing in my life, and whatever we can do to help make that happen, we're going to do. I'll add dot, 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 besides Dang. keeping the greatest player Dang. of all time. But, man, that's stopping just short of calling people liars. It's a misconception. There's a perception out there. It's not true. That's stopping just short of calling people liars. Liar. It sounds familiar. And we'll ask you our big question of the day up now, at Jones and Mego. Who do you blame for the lack of spending over the last 10 years? Robert blames Bill. That's clear. Who do you blame? 617-779-7937. Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick. Who are we blaming, Mego? Okay. I'm, I'm going to... This is It's really difficult because I want to blame both. But if I have to choose one... Yes. I have to choose one. I have Take to go guess. with what I know has been on the record, which is players dealing personally with their contracts with Bill Belichick. And all the different accounts that we have of Bill sees this guy as a $12 million guy. He doesn't see him as a $15 million guy. And it's hard for me to look overall at the crafts and say they absolutely wouldn't spend anything and they are content to be the lowest cash spenders when one part of that cash spending is because Bill Belichick structured these, especially in recent years, structured all these contracts to be so incentive heavy like to be you hit this you hit that you hit like I wrote about this last year that the Patriots do this more than any other team so if you think that Robert Kraft you think is that the was one Bill? who sits I do think that's Bill okay so yes. they, but if they keep doing it if they keep doing incentive heavy contracts we'll know that's a craft thing right and I'll also say this it wasn't always this way so over the last 10 years they are the lowest cash spenders on average I tried to go back to 10 years before that Closest you can get um, on record that I could at least get a hold of is going back to 2011. So if you look at 2011 to 2021, they're between, they average out somewhere between 17 and 18. So if you want to be generous, you can say you're pretty much middle of the pack in spending. Yeah, bottom maybe half of the a, a lower bottom half of the league, but you're pretty much in the middle. So it hasn't always been this way, but this is all to say that even if Bill operated this way, I look at it and I go, well... <laughs> Do you think Robert had a problem with it? Do you think Robert Kraft had a problem with saving money? He's an owner. Even if he says that it, that this is more like a family and a calling and whatever, a great honor than a business, you tell me that Bill Belichick saves him a boatload of cash on this or that or this or that. 
And Robert Kraft is sitting there going, don't write up those incentives. Don't put that in the contracts. Other people don't do this. No. For years, it was them pointing and laughing at every other team. Look how much they spend in free agency. Ooh, they won free agency. We win Super Bowls. Like, now it's just, I don't like this look. It's a terrible look after you got your elegant solution with your press conference to then turn and say, well, (laughs) Bill ran a tight ship. Bill's the one who was who didn't want to spend. So, but at this end of the day, I do think that it was Bill who, at least over the last decade, was executing a lot of these decisions. Okay, so who are we blaming? Bill. Bill. But it's Arcan? a bad look. Arkan, who are we blaming? I want to blame Bill for this, but I do think they share the blame a little bit. But ultimately, it comes down to Robert for me, and the reason why is because he's the guy at the top, and also because Bill not too long ago complained about the lack of spending. He did come back and sort of walk it back and say, "Oh, I meant cap spending, not cash spending." But the genie was out of the bottle at that point, and I don't think you come out and do that if year after year. And I do think there were lots of cases where Bill said, "I don't want to pay for this. I don't want to reward this guy. I don't want to give a whole bunch of money to this particular player, even if he was good, even if he was popular, even if it was someone that they." probably should have invested in and there's a lot of examples of that but when they win you know I think Kraft got comfortable with it he got used to it he let Bill sort of run wild with it and then he sort of at different points I think intervened and said well wait a minute what you can't win without without spending all this money now what happened to the way things used to be what happened to the you know uh, the the finance guy the guy that knows all these things about economics where's all that Bill you know like I, I was becoming accustomed to a certain way of you doing things why don't you go back to doing it like that I think that ultimately is what happened now in certain instances you can point to bill belichick and say you're responsible for this night guy not re-signing for not chasing this guy whatever there's individual cases like that but ultimately it falls on robert i think thank you so i agree with that you can vote at jones and mego mego says it's on bill i'm with arcan it's on robert Kraft. he sets the budget and so there are individual contracts we've, we've used the jacoby myers example a bazillion times he said this week it was over a million dollars so nothing Nothing. And Bill chose Juju Smith-Schuster. Bill signed plenty of bad deals. But the reason they're 32nd in spending over the last 10 years, or if you want to take it back to 2011, their bottom half of the league in spending, if we're being charitable, is because ownership wants them to spend like that. That's not Bill's call. And Arkan, you're right. We're going to play it for you coming up. But Bill, about a year ago, said we're 27th in spending. So Bill started pointing the finger at them, and now they're pointing the finger back. Which, to me, again is not a far cry from wagging your finger and calling fans liars. He stopped just short of it. Uh, here's more from Phil Perry. Up now at NBC Sports Boston because Robert didn't do this in front of cameras. Robert didn't do this in front of uh, any microphones. This was uh, in a shroud of darkness, but he did go on the record. Quote, I feel a sense of excitement and great opportunity to hopefully position the team to be special. I've said this is our team, who I'm very proud of, that they're working together in a collaborative basis. Yay! That means, uh, well, number one, drink. And number two, that means ownership wants to uh, pull the strings. A collaborative basis, working hard, and reaching out in a lot of areas. This is the first time in 31 years of our ownership. Group we're drafting, project. Group project. We're drafting at the position that we are and have a chance to get some great players and also have the cap room that we've carried over. They have $66 million in cap space, according to Over the Cap. So I hope it positions us for the next few years beautifully. I've said that to the team. It's pretty exciting. And now we have to measure nine times and cut once, which is another thing he keeps regurgitating and repeating <laughs> over and over again. So who do you blame for the lack of spending over the last 32 years? Kraft blames Bill. Do you agree with Robert? Do you agree with Mego? Is it Bill's fault? 
Or is it the owner's fault for the lack of spending? Let's get to it with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Don't forget to vote in our big question of the day up now. At Jones and Mego, who do you blame, Robert or Bill? We're going to talk to Sham Sharanya, some NBA talk, some Celtics talk. At 3 o'clock, get his thoughts on the trade deadline, where the Celtics fare compared to the rest of the league, how much of a gap is there between the Celtics and the rest of the league. We'll get to Joe Mazzula, Jalen Brown in the dunk contest. Shams is all over that story this week. So that's coming up at 3 o'clock. Mark it down. You can listen on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone. Take it with you wherever you go. You can listen live there or tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 W-E-E-I. We also have Triple Play 445. We have Meg's planning at 530 and Bet Roulette. Picks for the weekend. Picks for Super Bowl 58 at 545. Stay tuned for all of it. I do want to get into some interesting hiring practices for the Patriots and new details about their perplexing offensive coordinator search. We'll do that with all your phone calls right after Trending with Art. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Adam Jones. Ah, yeah, one of a bear did cocaine. Megan Adelini. This is some sh- Christian Arcan. Hey, Adams has a boost that I kind of like. This is Jones and Mecco with Arcan on WEEI. When you look at the National Football League and the salary cap situation, um, and it's the same for all teams, um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, So one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved. And at some point, the reconciliation has to come. So our spending in 2020, our spending in 2021, and our spending in 2022, the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending. So so a couple of years were low, one year was high, but over a three year period, um, we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. Bill Belichick. About a year ago, last January. Blaming the lack of spending on the team's struggles. And so Bill, in some ways, started this. And he walked it back a week or so later. We've heard explanations as to why Bill made that comment. We had to correct our books. Or whatever. It wasn't just a direct shot at Robert Kraft. It felt like a direct shot at the time. And what do you know? He lost his job less than a calendar year later. And now the owner is scapegoating him in comments again last night. And it does bother me. Like, these off-the-record sit-downs bother me. Why? Because we get on John Henry for sending emails to the Globe. Like, really, how different is that? How different is that? Well, you're sitting down and having a, oh, an hour-long conversation with reporters. Yeah, That's but, pretty different than but sending But you can't print email. any of it. Okay, do you not... Do no, you they not... printed some of it. Well, they printed <laughs> yeah, the last two did. questions. He allowed a couple of things at the end where he stopped just short of finger-wagging well, Jones, everybody and calling him liars. Like a prison interview where you're not allowed to bring a recorder and a 
pad of paper in. Like, right, but I you think can't, but you can't use have... most of it, right? I mean, unless I'm misinterpreting. For a broadcast, probably not. Unless Jones, I'm mis- the difference, though, is that Kraft stood up in front of everybody and answered questions at the Belichick and the Mayo stuff. No, so, no, I, mean, I agree. He I give... was there and he did that. And I... John Henry didn't, so that's why people say he's different than John Henry. I give him credit for that. Right. But, like, do we like these in Shroud of Darkness off-the-record sit-downs? They're weird. And they haven't been going on his full tenure. These are like the last couple of years where he feels like he needs to get media on his side. And probably the last year was to gang up on Bill, which I'm fine with. Bill doesn't deserve to have his job back. This is not crying poor for Bill Belichick. Bill deserved to lose his job. He, he shouldn't have kept it as long as he did. But I feel like last year it was about getting people on his side to move on from Bill. Or whatever. Get people on Mac's side. Whatever Robert was trying to do last year. I don't know. And now he spends an hour in an informal, off-the-record sit-down with reporters where he answered a couple of questions at the end that was allowed to go public. So I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. And it's not as bad as John Henry, but it's starting to travel in that direction, is all I'm telling you. And he comes out and he says, well, actually, it's a misconception about our spending. Let me read you a little bit more that I didn't get to earlier on. Uh, And again, this is Jones and Mego with Arkham. We'll get to our big question of the day. Who do you blame for the lack of spending? Because Bill blames Robert and Robert blames Bill. So who do you blame? You can dial us up. Again, 617-779-7937. He says, I'm sorry this misconception has been out there. I think people should look at our record. That's so, that, that's a bad line. That's like, I'm sorry I offended you. I'm Okay, <laughs> what's worse? I'm sorry the misconception has been out there or people should look at our record. Robert, we are. You had four wins last year. You had eight the year before that. You've missed the playoffs three out of the last four years. You haven't won a playoff game in five years. Well, You've done precisely point, nothing without Tom he Brady. He has a point that you're talking about a 10-year span, span of time and that they have Super Bowls in those Yeah, I, but we're just leaving out a massive piece of that. Yeah. The massive piece So is, I say I'm sorry there's this misconception out there. It's, it's not a misconception. That, I don't like that. It's not a misconception, and Robert acknowledged earlier in the piece... You know, they say we're 32nd, and that technically might be true. Yeah, no, it's true. You're 32nd in spending. And I guess he feels the misconception is that it's him and not Bill. And that, to me, is garbage. Uh, he said, I think people should look at our record. We're privileged over the last 30 years to have the best win-loss record of any team in sports. We went to 10 Super Bowls. There are teams that haven't gone to one. I can assure our fans that spending will never be held back or the reason that we don't sign players. Never. It's never been the reason they don't sign players. That's interesting. I've actually tried to get us to sign players who maybe could have cost more, but wouldn't have been the right players or value. Someone has to unpack that and explain what that means. So we'll always leave that to the people we assign the responsibility to. Arkan, you read that line. You had a thought on who maybe he was talking about. Yeah, and uh, it's the MVP who just got announced last night, and that's Lamar Jackson. You remember this thing last year where he came out, was sort of riffing with the media again, and had that little joke about, wow, you know, you're here. Lamar Jackson wants to come here. And I think that one's a good microcosm of this entire, really, debate here. Uh, you remember Belichick a couple years ago gushing about Jackson, saying how good he is. Kraft said he heard Jackson wants to be there, and that it's up to Bill if we want to go after him. Hey, talk to Bill Belichick. He's the one that can go get him if he wants to. And and I don't remember. We talked about this, and I don't know who believed who, but I sort of at the time believed, like, all right, I don't think either one of them really want to get into the Lamar Jackson uh, business, even though they both definitely should have. But that's sort of it right there. Like, did Bill not want to give up what you'd have to give up to trade for Lamar Jackson? I can certainly see that. And did Kraft not want to have to pay whatever uh, money he was going to get? I can see that, too. I can see both of them being like, no, we're good on Jackson. How about did Kraft want to be the owner who stepped into that situation? That, too. It's a great point. point. Yeah. So, I look, I think it was bill on the Lamar call if I'm being fair I thought that at the time I think that now but 
did Bill say, well, we only have X amount of dollars in the budget and it's not worth it? Like, that's where I think Bill comes into play. But if you only have X amount of dollars in the budget, Bill wasn't limiting himself there. And you make a great point, Mego. Thank you. I did don't know he, what it is yet. Did he want to cross the, the line? Did he want to cross the other owners? Because that felt like collusion that no one was interested in Lamar. It felt like collusion. Jimmy Haslam and the Browns were the one team to break out and fully guarantee a big contract to Deshaun Watson, and no other owners want to do it because you want to be in the club and you want to sit on the various committees and you want power and influence within the league. So Robert Kraft wasn't going to cross his buddies. If I'm answering it honestly, I think Lamar Jackson specifically was more about Bill. But there's a case to be made that Robert said, yeah, I'm not going to be the owner to cross over those lines and F everybody else over and send us on a trajectory where – it's all guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks because now I'm on the outside. Now I don't have power and influence because 30 owners or 29 other owners take out Green Bay, take out Jimmy Haslam. They're going to look at me sideways because I'm an idiot pouring all this money in when we're all colluding against players. May I ask something quite undignified? Yes. So do you think that Bill Belichick's massive salary that he got as a coach and GM had anything to do with him keeping payroll slow i think it had no i think it had to do with uh like a personal adversarial thing with brady like i don't think he wanted brady to be paid more than him i believe that okay but i don't think he kept payrolls low because of that i'm guessing robert said look here's what i'm paying for football ops and if you want 25 million instead of 20 take five away from the players yeah see this is where robert shouldn't be limiting that he shouldn't be combining those two you can pay a coach whatever you want there's no limit on paying a coach right this is where that's, that's cheaping out This is where I start to think that it's just one thing feeding the other. And that's why, like, I would like to answer both, but that's just not the spirit of the question. And I go to Bill because I think that Bill had this massive salary, and part of getting the massive salary is not like there was this huge incentive to keep the cash payroll low, to keep cash spending low. But I think he knew that Robert Kraft liked being a lower spending team because it costs less to run the football team. And for a while, even even before, um, you know, 2014, wherever you go back this last 10-year span, even before that, they're spending in the bottom half of the league most of the time. And so it's like you're still winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl or going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl when you're spending pretty low and that becomes the way you're doing things. And it probably is part of Bill being able to say, yeah, I earned $25 million because look at what I give you and you don't have to spend that much on the football team comparatively. Yeah, I would still, again, blame Robert for that. Like, why, I don't get why he's linking a coach's salary, if we believe that's what's going on, I'm just asking, I'm just payroll. wondering whether there was kind of some kind of like implicit motivation to keep the spending low because you're still having success and then also bill gets to line his pockets a little bit i think there's that i also think and arcan you let me know if you agree like i think bill just doesn't like giving players a lot of guaranteed money because then no he doesn't you just have have you look at the contract they have leverage incentives 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 but i'm saying so some of that is maybe keeping robert happy but also it's bill wants power and somebody who has a bunch of guaranteed money they don't have to listen to but, the coach if they want because they're not right. going anywhere. But if you're, now, aren't we talking about Bill making the decisions again on these contracts? Well, to a degree, but I, I think, I think Bill spent to their budget. I'm guessing. I don't know that for a fact, but I think they had an artificially low budget, and then Bill within that had to operate that way. I don't think Bill minded players being cheap. I don't think Bill was looking to spend lavishly. But the budget, 
I don't I don't think that was big. I think I think you're right about that, Jones. And I think what sort of proves that was that contract that they gave Brady after twenty seventeen. That fifteen million dollars with the five million in incentives. You remember that? For like yeah. if you hit top at the top of the line of all these different uh stat categories. That's something that Robert Kraft could have said, Well, wait a minute. $15 million. He was just the MVP of the league. And this is sort of flies in the face, too, of him and that Wickersham thing being like, well, he told me he couldn't play anymore. You approved that contract, Robert. You said that was okay. You thought that was an appropriate amount of money to pay the MVP of the league, who's been a loyal soldier for you all these years and had just won two Super Bowls and came within, you know, a fingertip away from winning a third. So, like, that's that was ridiculous. Like, that, that to me, sort of, you can't absolve Robert from that when he okayed that contract. And, Even yeah, if Bill thought same, of it. That same year, they're eighth in the league in cash spending like they're not spending on Brady but it, it's not like that's a situation where they were cheaping out across the entire roster But Robert in the past and this is what I was just going to say has bragged about the elegant solution with Brady you cannot mm-hmm. brag about and take credit for signing the contracts and then blame Bill when Brady leaves you can't do that like that's not fair and that's what he's trying to do and so look I think Bill had a big hand in in Brady leaving we all do I, I don't think Brady wanted to play for him anymore but just, let's let's not ignore Robert's role this is a good question from the text line because I th- I think this is something we haven't really touched on. How did Pats rank in profitability in the last decade? Oh, we read it for you. I don't know about this year, but we read it for you last year. I can go back mm-hmm. in old show sheets and find it, but it, they were like second or third. Right. Weren't they like the most second or third most profit? Or am I getting them mixed up with the Red Sox? I actually might be getting them mixed up with the Red Sox. But I feel like we've talked about their profitability, and we've done it in the last year. And I don't know if the numbers are out yet for the 2023 season, but I feel like we did that for 2022, and their profitability was high. And so, look, let's let's try to effort and find those answers. I feel like we have talked about that, but maybe I'm confusing them with the Red Sox. They're the second. Right. This is well. This is from Behind 2022. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I see this. Too. 265 million. Okay, profitability. Yes. Dallas is 460 million. Okay. <laughs> they're the second most profitable team, and they're 32nd in spending. I, I knew we talked about this. Now the Red Sox are almost identical, except their spending's lower. The Red Sox are second and third most profitable, which is why these two organizations sound the same, and yet we talk about them so differently. Or some of us do. Uh, 617-779-7937. It's the big question of the day. Up now, at Jones and Mego, uh, Robert Kraft has a meeting with reporters in Vegas. Who do you blame for the Patriots' lack of spending over the last decade? 66% say Robert. Wow. Good job. 34% say Bill. So 34% of you are trashing Bill uh, like Robert is, and the other 66% I I think are right. Uh, Mego, you at least have it pretty balanced, but you got to pick at the end of the day. Uh, you're putting it more on Bill than Robert. Thank you. I am pretty balanced. You are, but when you when forced to choose, you choose. I will choose. I choose Bill. You choose oh, Bill. You know, because I because I gotta say, like Bill is who I hear about on the record with the spending. He's who, yeah, well, who I can look. That's because the owners doing private meetings. No, with no, the no, media. no, 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 no. I'm talking about like from players who have sat down with them. I can look at the contracts that the GM has drawn up, unless Robin Glazer's been doing those contracts, that Bill Belichick's been drawing up. Like, I I can only go by what I look at. And if if someone had told me, well, you know, Robert interceded and said, you can't pay Randy Moss that, like, or you can't do this or that, like, then I would have a different perspective, but I just haven't heard that. 617-779-7937. Let's get to some phone calls before we get to what Bert said yesterday about Robin Glazer, because that's interesting, too. Mike's in the car. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, hi, how are you? Uh, I just want to say, I think Robert Kraft is a liar. He's classless. He's trashing a guy who brought him six Super Bowls and billions of dollars. Belichick's not saying a word about it. Kraft is just, he's, he's, a, he's a phony, he's a liar, and he's completely classless. How do you trash somebody like Belichick, 
who did all that for him. Okay, so, you know, uh, liar, classless, trashing him. I, I do think he trashed him. The other two we can have our opinions on. I do think he trashed him. We we said this the day of Bill's hand-holding press conference with yep. uh, Robert, where they stood up there. They had taken two hours. And then <laughs> they trashed him. He did, I mean, he did. <laughs> and now he's still blaming him. So Robert's definitely trashing Bill. You can call him a liar or classless or whatever else. We can debate that. But he I don't think we can debate he trashed Bill the second Bill was gone. And it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. Like, he's on some kind of PR campaign right now. He's doing these off-the-record meetings with reporters, which you do so that the reporters will like you and will take your context into all of their opinions that they have of the situation. Like, whatever, that's his game. The smear campaign is yucky. Okay. Well, all I'm going to tell you is just wait, because Bill's going to punch back. I don't know when, but that that caller who's like, Bill's not doing anything, wait for it. I'm looking forward to no, it. No, 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 it, because it's going to yeah. happen. And like... The memoirs. Uh, you know, <laughs> details from Florida and things like that might be coming out yeah. with the way he's getting slammed by Robert Kraft. Listen, so, they got a lot of pregame coverage to do this Sunday for the big game. I would be shocked if we didn't hear something get ready. Patriots-related coming from like an Ian Rappaport. Get ready for Bill to punch back, because that's not going to be pretty. And that I guarantee you. Uh, six one seven. Poor Steven stuck in the middle. Seven seven. <laughs> or not Steven? Uh, Brian. Seven ninety three seven. No no no. Brian. <laughs> Little Brian is still with the Patriots. Uh, let me hear Burt Breer last night on NBC Sports Boston. Who's a uh... Who's hiring the offensive coordinators here? You know, I did do, do a little digging around on how the Patriots are structured now and how they will be structured, at least to the draft in April. Um, and it is indeed with Elliot Wolf atop the personnel department. Pat Stewart, who came over from Carolina, is overseeing the pro side. Um, Matt Groh, who was on top of the personnel department last year, is overseeing the college side. But the really interesting nugget that I was able to pick up when I was sorting yeah, through all of this is who was in the offensive coordinator interviews. There were four people in there when they were interviewing the group that they went through and wound up landing on Alex Van Pelt with. And that was Gerard Mayo, the head coach, Macro, last year's personnel boss, Elliot Wolf, this year's personnel boss, and Robin Glazer, who, of course, um, has taken a key role in negotiations for the crafts um, in the new setup. And so it's le at least an interesting and new name added to the mix and I think confirms what some people thought, which is that she's a little bit more involved than she was before. Okay. It's interesting. Mago in shambles. Why is Robin Glazer there? This should not be a shock to anyone uh, who listens to this show if you read the Wickersham piece. Jonathan Kraft and Senior Vice President of Business Affairs for the Kraft Group. Robin Glazer would chat with staff to the side, asking why the head coach made certain decisions. The subtext of those conversations, writes Wickersham, was that life in Gillette Stadium might be different soon. Belichick had a mostly loyal staff who felt pitched between their boss and ownership. Word leaked around the office that if Bill were gone in 2024, football operations would be split between Glazer and Jonathan Kraft. Okay, so Bert added that she was mostly there for contract purposes. So this is why when I'm like looking at the Krafts and who to blame for this, it's like, oh, so she's there on their behalf working out contracts with these offensive coordinators? What, what else is she going to do? How involved is she going to be in contracts and negotiations? And if she's heavily involved, that feels like the crafts are, you know, really extending their tentacles as they're allowed to do, but they're really extending their tentacles into football operations. So she's been involved in contracts before. Has she been sitting in on meetings like this? You think with Bill? On it was, interviews? It was Bill Belichick. I and don't know that. I do, but do you think so? 
Uh, you think I, Bill, I have probably not. Bill I had to look to his right, and and it's Robin Glazer there uh, hammering out details with Bill O'Brien last year. Do you think Bears was? Maybe. I think probably. I I I would doubt it. I think it. that she's going to be um, a confidant, or already is a confidant to Gerard Mayo, and that's why she was in those rooms. Why is she talking about contracts? Because she's worked with the contracts before. That's been on record. So you still don't think this is weird? Do I, I think it's a little weird? But okay. I that's also progress. no, I do. I think it's a little weird that she's there. But we don't really have enough context for me to sit there and be like, the context is oh the my God, report. Robin Glazer. Yeah, but that was a rumor. Okay, but the, but then look at what's this happened. Rumor, well, look at I mean, what's happened. Wickersham reported it. She got a bump in title, and now she's sitting in on hiring offensive coordinators. Uh-huh. Is she making the decision on I, hiring? I don't know. That's what I'm worried about. That's Seems what like I've been worried about. She's one of four about. people that yes. is making the decision. She's yeah. one of the people. It's like her and Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh and Mayo. Like, that seems influential, does it not? I, I can't say with that much information. I can. Why would she be there? Like, why, why? if there's only four people there, why would you have an excessive number of people who aren't involved in the decision? Is she there to observe? Like, no, she's there to be part of the decision-making process. And listen, if the Crafts, again, you're right, Jones, if the Crafts want to have a, a, a hand in that, then it's their right to have it. But, you know, if she's involved in that, is she going to be involved in the third overall pick? Like, you know, like, yes. what? These are relevant so, questions. I was wondering about this. I reached out to someone this morning Ooh. to ask, what do you think of this Robin Glazer stuff? They what did Robin Glazer say? Cer- certain <laughs> things to say, and they said, hold on, I, I, I don't want yeah, to misconstrue it. No, word, this. word for word. Ready? This so is me Me- Mego up. reached out. Here's what she's hearing on Robin Mego Glazer. This is absolutely capital no say on who they pick. Zero. Okay. Did you ask about the contract? Who they pick to be the offensive no, coordinator? No, I didn't ask about the contract. Yeah, you I mean the third said, pick. What's the, or deal the third with? overall pick? Absolutely no. That I can only tell you what I. Yeah. What did you ask? You asked about the third pick. I asked pick. about the third pick. Okay. Absolutely no say on who they will pick. Zero exclamation point. How much say did she have in Alex Van Pelt? I didn't ask that. Well, yeah, could, you, could you ask that? Now? Send, a, send a follow up. <laughs> Why not? Why did you get your own people to? I don't have you? any sources. I don't know anybody <laughs> either. Me either. We're not compromised on this. Like Mego is over here. I am our canned source. Wait, I'm not why am I anything. compromised with the Robin Glazer stuff? Because she's she's running stuff. This has been clear since the Wickersham Wait, story. Okay. You don't think she's running let anything? A- let me ask you something. Would you feel differently if Robin Glazer's title was? Assistant to you've the head asked, coach. You've already asked me this. It's not her title, so uh, her, the title means something to me. It's always meant something. When Bill's like titles don't mean anything, I'm sorry, but they do. And Robert Kraft or Mayo, no Mayo, came out and said she's titles mean something. Advisor mm-hmm. to Mayo. Mayo yeah, said she's the- an advisor. Okay. She has, hold on. She's got the same title that Matt Patricia had as a senior advisor, and, and Matt Patricia was, was drawing up contracts. contracts yes. Mm-hmm. Determining who is making she's money been, in this organization. Like I also ordered the appetizers. But was Patricia a compliance officer? I don't know what Patricia was. I'm still trying to He was signing that out. the contracts. His name was on the contract. These pot stickers are not compliant. Send them back. Send so, them like, back. I, I don't. All I know is, like, brushing aside the Wickersham thing is a rumor, as you've done. It seems like that rumor is coming true because she got a bump in title and now she's sitting here in negotiations and meetings with the offensive coordinator. And I wouldn't be surprised if she and ownership and Arkan, you're right, they can they can meddle as much as they want. It's their team. But what I push back on is this idea that they don't meddle and they won't do it because this seems like an indication they're well, going to meddle. They certainly are in this mode of like they get their franchise back, right? Yes. I mean, that's that's what it seems to be this yeah. entire offseason. Which sounds like about. meddling. So like I'm sure this off the record business is we don't we don't do this we don't do that we didn't do this we didn't do that they're like justifying how much they've been like meddling and maybe explaining Robin Glazer's role as well 
but I'm skeptical of all of it. I've been skeptical from the second. I'd never heard of her name before until I read the Wickersham story, and I've been skeptical ever since. I do like the whole, why are we taking our team back? Like, they were so awesome before Belichick got here. It's like, okay, like you get them, you get them, guys. Wrestle, let's wrestle the team away from Brady and Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's our team. That's what everybody's We're going to go to the Super Bowl once, maybe. 617-779-7937. It took the Jaguars to knock out the Broncos and a power outage just to get to a Super Bowl before Belichick and Brady got there, for God's sakes. But sure, let's give them a ton of credit for how they run this organization. Uh, we'll get to all your feedback. And I, I, I want to get to another hire. Bill O'Brien has been hired as head coach at Boston College. I don't really care about the BC part. What does that say about the Patriots? Let's get to it next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save WEEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of Jones and Mego on WEEI. I would trade down and get more picks. You need more lottery tickets. More lottery tickets increases the possibility of getting more winners. You get more winners, you get better players, you get a better team. That's what I think the Bears should do with one, and that's what I think the Patriots should do with three. Unless you are convinced that that guy you're getting is pro bowler, hall of famer, can't miss. And how can you be convinced of that? The Panthers were convinced of it last year when they gave up all that stuff to get Bryce Young and what do they have so far? So I think that I think that they should trade down if they can. If they can get more players, scratch more lottery tickets and develop more talent. Save more money by trading down. Scratch more lottery tickets. Is he specifically talking about scratchies? Uh, it's a good point. It's, he's kind of crossing his metaphors there, right? Because I was I was listening to this on uh, my morning walk with my doggie, and I was trying to think about these picks as lottery tickets. If you had a lottery ticket and you had a 33% chance at hitting a million dollars on the lottery ticket, do you take that lottery ticket or do you take two lottery tickets that could each be worth $100,000? Yeah, right. I'm taking the shot at a million. Probably, right? Yeah. I think it's a one in three shot. I mean... You're missing out on $100,000 from another ticket. I agree with the logic. I can't speak to the math, but I agree with the logic for sure. I'm take, I'm swinging for the fences. I want a million bucks. I don't this need $100,000. I want a million dollars. Morning walk, scratchy girl math. <laughs> so that was Mike Florio Tom. on the Patriots Talk podcast with Tommy Curran. Uh, he agrees with Curran about trading back. It's another way the Patriots can save money. Robert, Big NBC trying to get the Patriots yes. to trade back. Robert Glazer is apparent. Uh, Robert Glazer, Robin Glazer is apparently uh, uh, negotiating contracts on behalf of the Crafts. She's in the offensive coordinator meetings and has a lot of influence and maybe is running football ops with Jonathan Kraft. If you believe Seth Wickersham, and furthermore, we've been asking all day uh, who's in charge of the money there. Was it Bill? And now the faucets are going to open up. Hasn't seemed that way yet on the coaches that they've been hiring, but. I don't really care about the coaches they hire compared to the roster. If they spend on the roster, they can cut corners on the coaches. Uh, let me know. What's up now? At Jones and Mega, our big question of the day. Who do you blame for the Patriots' lack of spending over the last decade? We'll get to your thoughts on that at 617-779-7937. Real quick on Bill O'Brien, who is now the head coach at Boston College. That's official. I saw Pete Thamel reporting it. That feels pretty official. I don't know if BC announced it yet or not. They have not. But he's expected to be the next head coach at Boston College. I feel like this makes the higher last year look even worse for the Patriots. You're nodding, it Mego. Does. You agree? It's, I agree with you on this. Retroactively, it looks like, and, and I felt this a little bit at the time, 
it really looks like Bill O'Brien just really wants to live in Boston. You know, and maybe he's got like really great priorities for that, be close to his family and that's his home and all this stuff. But like it does reflect a little differently, doesn't it? Yes. And and it's also <laughs> Am I like, being ungenerous here? No, you're not. And it's it look did he want was he coming back to like fix the Patriots and their offense? Because if he was, he failed. But number two, was he doing that or was he just coming back to be in New England and in Boston and in the area? And like it looks like he he left Alabama. He left here. He left Ohio State. Now he's going to BC. And like the whole thing just feels fraudulent. Like it just feels like, oh, I was coming back here to fix everything. And you're just bouncing around and you're not loyal to anyone or anything. And look, I don't think the Patriots were going to keep him anyway. So maybe going to Ohio State in the first place was him just landing somewhere. Just needing a job. Yeah, but backing out of that so quickly. I don't I don't think that's a great look for him or the Patriots. It's like, wow, your your whole plan for your offense last year with Mac was hiring the future head coach at BC. Like that stinks. Yeah, it does. And I mean, listen, for Bill O'Brien, I don't think there is a huge market for him in the NFL this is the outside point. of the Patriots. So I mean, this was a flyer that they basically took on him. This was a flyer like, all right, he knows the characters here. He knows Mac Jones a little bit. There's something there. Let's bring him in. He was successful, quote-unquote, before. Uh, this should work. You know, why wouldn't it work? It's an offensive coordinator. It'll shut everybody up about all that. And who knows, maybe Mac responds. And now you know maybe why there wasn't such a big market. Yeah, I think they look worse in retrospect. I, no- I, I think it looks a lot it, It's a lot less important than just he looked like he did a bad job as offensive coordinator. No, I agree with that. <laughs> like no. he just had a last ranked offense. I totally year. agree, but like it just tells you where he stands in football. He was an offensive coordinator in college. He left for an offensive coordinator job, then backed out of it to take a head coaching job that's probably a worse job than the OC at Ohio State, right? Probably. Mm. Chip head Kelly. Coach. Chip Kelly left UCLA. Oh, yeah. Ohio State's more of if you're trying to go back to the pros, that's closer to that than Boston College. Chip, Chip Kelly left as the head coach at UCLA, which I don't think is a great job, to be the OC at Ohio State. Like I feel like the OC at Ohio State is a better job than head coach at BC. I think yeah. the last head coach at BC just went to the NFL. So yeah, I mean, sure. Like there's no path there. But it's no. I'm not saying you can't get back to the NFL. But I'm saying I don't think Bill O'Brien left Ohio State because BC's a better job. No, I agree. I he think did it for yeah. the location and his family and everything. That's why he took the job. Yeah. And like he's probably under no pressure there. Like I don't think he's under any pressure at BC. He could have that job for a decade plus if he wants. It would be my guess. I mean, if they're really terrible, maybe not. I think that they're bummed about losing their coach. So I think that there's a little bit of pressure to follow up. But I also think he'll probably be pretty good at it. He might, uh, look. I have no idea how he's going to do at BC. He was fine at Penn State. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The operative word. They were like an he eight went win and a seven a win team. Pretty difficult situation. He did. They didn't make any bowls, but I think they were uh, restricted from going to bowl games. It's not like it's his fault. They would have been bowl eligible. And so, why would happen? He did not go to a great situation. I'll give him that. I, he might be fine at BC. I still think it reflects poorly on the Patriots that out of their whole search, they got the future head coach at Boston College. Well, come on, that's you, you're you're saying that there was a search. That's the bigger thing. They're small. Is search. that okay? Like, and and Bill O'Brien has some really important reasons that he wants to be here and with his family. At the but if you're the Patriots, like just look at now. What you're doing now with your general manager, you can even say with your head coach, there is no search. 
You're just yeah. bringing in the people that you know. And, and we knocked Bill for that forever. But now it's looking like it's just the way that it is in Fox. It makes them look worse. I think it makes them look worse. So you can jump in on this. 617-779-7937. Who's to blame for the lack of spending over the last decade? Belichick or Kraft? Uh, we'll continue to get to that. And we're going to be joined by Sham Sharanya from FanDuel and Stadium. Uh, we'll get some thoughts on the Celtics on the other side of the trade deadline. Their title chances. Joe Mazzula's fit. Jalen Brown in the dunk contest. That's next with Shams. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.